okay, okay. So um, you got a lot of like nicknames. So I don't, I mean, AKAs and shit. So I don't know exactly <laughs> what you want to go by. Um, but I got Clark written, then I got Grip H in in parentheses. Yeah. Um. So what do you what do you go by? Uh, now it's just Clark. It's Clark period. Just Clark. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like I, if, if I. I do have to go back to Grip Age and be like uh, Alter Ego, like one of the alias kind of joints, depending on what kind of music I'm going to make for that, that particular ah, song. Okay. But yeah, for the most part, it's just Clark now. <clears throat> cool. So it's crazy because I know, like, we, um, like, I know you, but not, like, personally. Yeah. And I don't remember if we ever met, like, physically, but uh, I know the first time we met was because of the, um, you was hosting the E-40 joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was opening up. And then ever since then, we always kind of like been in the same circles as far as like the local scene. We was in Hawaii and stuff. Yeah. And then um, at the time, like y'all was like you had like a big following, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And um, so ever since then, it was just like I just kept following you because you was always like, you know, saying into the music and stuff. How was it? Um, being in the military, everything, and trying to balance that, uh, the music life. So, like, honestly, bro, like, it seemed like it was easier to do it then because I knew with the limited amount of time we had off duty. Yeah. Like, it, it was it was specifically made for music. Like, we took all that extra time that we had those, like, six, seven hours at the end of every day, and we just went straight to the lab, started recording. So, to, like, it was, plus, plus we had a, I had a good, like, a good unit man so you know like when you're in the military when you got some good good folks behind you and they're gonna show up to every show you have like 15 20 people that always come to every show yeah you know i mean so it just it made it a lot easier to just push through like when you're tired um right yeah like the, those are my folks man if, i would probably say i attribute most of that success to them period because anytime they knew that perfect media was performing or i was performing it was gonna be about 20 people in there 30 people in there with me alone yeah, and then with my boy JP, of course, when he's doing his thing, he's got 15 people there. So, you know what I mean? So it was always like the balance was a lot easier because I knew that people had something that they could look forward to on the weekends. And then it gave me a reason to actually keep working. But like since I've been out the military, man, like this recording stuff, that, that got hard, man. <laughs> I, got, I got more time and, 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 and like less creative energy or some, some reason. And it's just like, ah, I need to get down. I need to do this. I need to do it. But. Yeah, in the military, it was, just, it was a whole lot easier, man, for real. And I, and I, was, and I was talking to this, uh, I was having this conversation with my, one of my other friends, and I was like, it's crazy how when I listen to music that I wrote back when I was in the military, mm-hmm. like the, I was more, uh, everything was like more creative, and I was actually like writing like R&B songs for other people, <laughs> and like all this yeah. stuff, and now it's like, I got writer's block, like, Every other song is like it take me months to finish. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go all the way back to the beginning. Like what, like what got you started into into music? Um, so, <laughs> so like I was at Troy University in 2004. I think was the first the first time I was like, no, I take that back. So it's like 2001. Um. This was uh, like around a little around the, like the mixtape Wheezy era and stuff. So okay. we would uh, there was there was a couple rappers, man, that that I was like, oh yeah, that shit's kind of dope. So I would try to listen to it, 
and then I would take their whole lyrics and just put like the whole lyrics, cadence, everything, and I just changed every change every word, but I rap it the exact same way. And so I was doing that for a little bit. My one of my homeboys from across the street, he come over, he'd be hyping me up. You know what I mean? I was terrible, bro. I was horrible, right? <laughs> so, so then uh, I went to Troy, and like in between playing football and stuff, you got to find other stuff to do, man. So this is in Texas. That is uh, Alabama, Troy University. Alabama, Alabama. okay, okay. Yeah. So in between that, um, my one of my dudes that was across the hall in the dorms, he had a he had a little recording set up, and one of the first beats I rapped on was uh, "Know Your Clap," and then I came back and did a verse over "Lean Back," and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is like I've I've never actually failed at anything." So at that time, I was like, "Let me just let me just let me give it a shot." So that's like '04. I come back home in the summer and I meet up with like my cousins and my childhood best friends, man, uh, the Grip Squad boys. And so like my, my boy D. Young, Deshaun, he was like really dope, man. And I was like, oh, I want to be just like him. I want to be just like him. And uh, he was rapping, 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 rapping. I was like, man, fuck it. I'm going to try to rap too. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to try to take this stuff serious. Right. So it was probably like 04, 05. And I was listening to like Cassidy and Lloyd Banks. And I wanted to be like this real dope punchline rapper like that was my thing i was like oh i gotta have the punchies i gotta have the punchies i gotta rap these verses like like nobody's business so again i was horrible bro like terrible man <laughs> like cadence was all crazy delivery was trash and uh so i just kind of stuck with it and then i got to hawaii uh met what's the dude's name i think his name was like king james he was one of the producers uh he lived in iaea okay and, uh, he recorded a few joints for me and then after that, it kind of just was like, ah, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to be solid, man. I just got to keep putting in the work. So, yeah. So around like 01 and then like 04, I was trying to get into it. And then by like 06, 07, I was, I was already full swing. Hey, that's crazy because <laughs> 06, I had just got uh, stationed in, in Hawaii. And mm -hmm. then that was like my first time actually like writing and recording. So that was my first time for real. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned um the, the uh your boys Grip Squad. Mm -hmm. How did that? How did that shape? How, how did that come together? Oh, so like all of us, we child. Well, not all of us. So like the founders, me, Deshaun, Benj, um, and then a couple other homies that was like that weren't doing the music, but they was always with the push. My boy uh, Juice, uh, my boy Lamar. Like we just like they they seen they felt like we would we could be next up, man. So like these cats was always like, yo. Y'all need to work. Y'all need to work. Y'all need to work. And so me and Deshaun started taking it hella serious. We started recording like crazy. Uh, I got to white, started recording all crazy. And that kind of helped push Young a little bit. Um, then when I dropped that Just Clark album, man, it seemed like everybody got the energy to like, let's, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go. So that year, man, like we just dropped albums like crazy. I had 2013. And so him being Ohio, because we all childhood friends, we grew up together, like elementary school, like like real, real close. You know what I mean? Those are like my brothers, man. So um, we get to 2013, Young still in Ohio, and he's got a couple couple cats that he's cool with, some real talented MCs, man. So he's just like, yo, I'm gonna bring them on, whatever, whatever. And so like the collective just kept growing, man. So like I had family in, in Mississippi. I had my homeboy Jim in Hawaii. Cody Keys moved out to California. Like the reach was hella strong. Like I had a dude in Memphis. Like everybody's just like, yeah, let's get down, let's get down. And, you know, at the time, it was just like, man, we about to be like the new Wu-Tang or something like that. Like, the new <laughs> Earth, you know, because we were all old, you know, <laughs> right. we just couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't, we, could, we just couldn't see it through, man. Like, 
egos get in the way and just kind of kill stuff. But like, as far as grip squad is concerned, it's still the same. G's like me, Young, uh, probably Ben's uh, the producer, Cons, Jim Hurdle, like everybody's just the same core cats are there. Okay. Yeah, it's just it was all it really was just a childhood family thing, man. Like we just we ride or die all the time. We was just together, like drinking, smoking, stealing, fighting, just whatever we whatever we could get into, man. Right, and then right. incorporated the rap, like we were doing dumbass stuff just to just to have something to rap about at the time too. So it was even worse, man. <laughs> like it was all bad. When when you um when you were when you were writing or whatever. Like when did you realize like okay like I like when did, when did that turning point happen like okay I could really I could really do this like I'm sounding different um, than everybody else. Okay, so this is when I met up with JP uh, Juan P. What he used to go by uh, Fitzgerald, and that's like my that's my best friend man. And we met up, we did the perfect median thing, and uh, at the time I was listening to a lot of Little Brother, like a lot of Little Brother. Okay. And, and JP, Juan P, was like nice. Like he was cold with the words. Like he was like Fonte. And I was like, all right, I got to find my niche. You know what I mean? So like, I was like, I'm, I'm mature now, but I'm still, I'm still ignorant. You know what I'm saying? I'm still a nigga from time to time. So I was like, I'm going to embrace this uh, rapper big pool role in this little brother. So we used to always call ourselves little brothers, little brother. And um, so we was, we, we were working, we were working, working, working. And like after a while, man, like our songs started coming together. And um, as a duo, like as a member of a group, I think around like two, 2007, I hit my stride because all I had to do was write a verse and write right. a hook every, every so often, you know? Okay. But as a solo act, man, it had to be, I would say it was like 2009 when I dropped almost an album. And I was like, okay, I can write songs, but I still couldn't do hooks. So Jim Hurdle, he was like, yo, uh, he's like, yo, he did like a gang of hooks for me, man. And I was like, man, I need to get better. So 2011, for real, was like when I had all, like 2010, I was deployed. I was working on it the whole time. And then 11 came. Um, I dropped almost an hour, or I'm sorry, I dropped ADHD right before I deployed in 2012. And that's when I was like, all right, yeah, I'm good. I'm solid now. So, okay. yeah. So I, I think as a solo act, it was somewhere in between like 2009, 2011. But like being able to just rap and have have everything, you know, in cadence, structure, scheme, songwriting, composition, all that stuff, that was probably like, what's up? Man, <clears throat> me doing hooks was like the easiest thing to, for me. <laughs> yeah. But then actually like writing a verse, or whatever, that, that couldn't that probably took me like weeks <clears throat> to try to, yeah. try to write it. And then um and then of course, like being around my uh my friends or whatever, anytime they needed a hook, or whatever, they would just ask me to write it and then yeah, it came that easy. Then um now like I can't even I can't even start a song without a uh, without the hook first. For real? <laughs> yeah, I can't. Like I can't. I don't even know like how to even approach it. Yeah. So I, on my computer, I got like I got at least like fifty songs with just hooks and nothing else on it. Well, he was like, you like that thing on Ty Dollar Sign with them joints though, man. I was like, every time this dude hit me up, he got a hook. He got hooks for days, and them joints be solid, bro. Like, I appreciate it, and, that, and that's and that's another thing I want to go into. It's, just, it's crazy how. Um, like, obviously, we never had like a like a physical like friendship or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime I like had it, like questions about stuff or like engineering or like needed just an ear and stuff, like you always gave me like feedback and it was just like all like positive. And um, a lot of times you don't get the, you don't get that from people 
like you barely know, but just like I like, why is he hitting me up? But you never gave me that energy, and I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I, no doubt, man. Like you always, you always been a good dude to me, man. So it, it would never be no. Like what made what made you um so like easy to work with? Cause you know a lot of like I don't want to say locals, but in my case, like local people or like they feel like like they in it, like they I don't like I don't know how to explain it, but they just feel like they just on another level when they really not. I think because like for me, I've always been like I always felt like what's the word I'm looking for like altruistic man. Like I've always tried to give, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. I, I always want to take care of the homies. Like I always want to see everybody win. Like I know like how my life is. Like I I know what it was like to be at the bottom. Like for right. real. Like out of the mud. Like everybody be like oh I got it out the mud. I'm like nah man. Like I really I really did this. I'm talking about like nine bed uh, nine people in a two bedroom apartment. You know what I'm saying? Like. I know what it's like. So yeah. in order to take care of somebody and to see people prosper, you got to be willing to give it. Like my grandma always told me, if you have it to give, you give. Right. And so like, if if it was anything like just as far as like, yo, like how does mix sound, blah, blah, blah. Like if I went to school for that, I, I most certainly would get that because that's the tools that I have to be able to share with somebody. Right. It, and for me, I think in Hawaii, particularly, they showed me so much love, bro. Like, it would it would have been ridiculous for me to not have taken care of somebody that I knew or that I met out there. Right. Um, but I, yeah, I do get that vibe a lot. Like when you try to get somebody else, like, oh, like let's do a song, let's do a song, and then yeah. it's left on red. True, true story. Um, our producer, Cons, the engineer, man, I, I was asking this cat to do, to do songs and beats for me for like, probably like a year and a half. And he was like, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it, I'll get to it. <laughs> and, uh, I felt like a lot of times he would send me some some boo boo man because I I hear him doing stuff for like Young and everybody and they 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 shit was fly man like the coldest beats I ever heard I'm like right. Yo, some of that but I always got kind of got boxed in and like oh he, he he's super hip hop I'm like yeah I but I can make other music like right and so yeah uh, so cons I was always like yo. Why does this dude keep setting me up, man? Like he ain't never gonna give it to me. And then when he joined the fam, like I started getting his access to his catalog, bro. Like he he was so untouchable, but not because he was big headed, but it was just one of them things where it's like, yo, why he ain't helping me, man? Like, right, right. Like we we come from the same we we come from the same city and all that stuff. So yeah, I think it really just boiled down to like just wanting to take care of people, man. Like not on no no funny stuff. Like I just I just always want to look out, man. <clears throat> I know you. Um probably due to your your service and stuff you've probably been a lot of places um and probably did music like what was the best like area or you that you feel like you blossomed or like you had the, you had the most love as far as in music um hawaii barna like hawaii barna and like just the, the energy out there was was special you know what i mean like yeah they they embraced the culture and it was something like you wouldn't expect to find like i'm from virginia like north of virginia and that's not something when you move out west, you're like, okay, California. When you move out west, you're like, California is where it's at, man. And then we go past past California. You know what I mean? Six hours rest right. that joint. And then you get there and it's like, yo, this is different. Like it's different. Like they embrace like the the origins of it. Um, and then aside from that, man, I, I did a couple shows in Arizona and that was that was one of the liveest joints too. I think the whole West Coast, that vibe, everybody just yeah. chilling. Like the energy is so much better there. It's, it seemed like it, because <clears throat> it's crazy. When I was um, when the, we opened up for E40, whatever, that was the first time I ever like performed. No, I'm not the first time. I think probably like the second or third time mm -hmm. that I ever opened up on stage. Yeah. Um, and like 
performed live. So I was hella nervous. <laughs> and I wasn't even like, I had no solo points, like enough. And I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Just being a hype man for uh, yeah. my man Kill or whatever. But it was, but- Oh, Kill Joy, shout out Kill Joy, man. Yeah. We, matter of fact, I just talked to him the other day. He wanna, um, he wanna do like something like together again. So yeah. Yeah. But hopefully that that'll uh that'll work out. But um being in Hawaii, like they made you they made me feel like I was like a like like I made it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And and it was crazy because it it was sometimes I would get hit up like in the street and just like, ain't you the one who uh performed that pipeline or whatever the case yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah. And then I, I was just <laughs> like, yo, this is crazy. But I tell people all the time, it's like, yo, Hawaii's probably like the best place that I've been ever as far as like the hip hop scene. Yeah. It's so easy. Absolutely. It's so easy out there for some reason. They, cause they embrace it. They embrace everything. Like they, I, I think they have, as far as like hip hop and the culture, they have, they have their identity, but they also are so far away from, you know what I mean? New York, East right. Coast, Atlanta, the South, Texas. They're so far away from that. It's like, they got it. They try to embrace it all, man, and they just bring it in there. Like the young boys that's out there doing music right now, they are crazy, man. They are some dope little youngers out there, man. I I try to um I try to keep up with some of the people I know that's still in Hawaii, but mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with everybody out there. Um, but like when you were when you were out there, like what was your um like who was you like? trying to work with or like was the people you wanted to work with and um when I was out there um I'm trying to think there was a cat named uh Tasho Pierce I think he went by Emerse okay. and he was signed to uh Flip the Bird and it was like a dope little underground record label but other than that man like I I I think I enjoyed working with cats like that weren't from there for the most uh, part because or they were transplants I ain't gonna say they weren't from there but I, I enjoyed working with the transplants because they brought a different sound to what was happening out there okay um, and then like I had you know what I, mean? I, had, I was trying to I was dreaming big man so like when TDE first started popping off this is like 2008 2009 I remember um I was uh using I think what time so this was like Twitter and uh, I was reaching out to what's the dude Punch, and okay. I was like, "Yo, uh, I heard this. I heard uh, Ab Soul on one of the rapper Big Pooh songs, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna check this joint out. Like, I'll pay you for a feature because we was getting deployment money. So I'm like, I'll pay for a feature, blah blah right. blah. Man, nobody ever fucking replied, man. And then next thing I know, TV <laughs> like huge, man. Yeah, like this was when I was still peeping. They was coming. They used to be on um, OK Player and uh, Two Days. Ah. Like they were still, they were still like underground you know what i mean like he was still k dot and, and j-rock was the one that was blowing up this is around like i 08, remember that yeah oh eight oh seven he had that song i think had like buster rhymes or lil wayne on there and the cats that i heard absolute at the time i was like oh dude dope man i'll see if i can get a feature man it cost me like two thousand three thousand bucks i'll pay it you know what i'm saying right but i was like i just need a shot but other yeah, than that it was just, just yeah we need we need t to e to make sure they read that uh that email or whatever you sent to them. <laughs> yeah man yeah, that joint that, that joint broke my heart, man. I'm like, God. <laughs> <laughs> you ever uh you ever like listen back to some of your like your old stuff and just be like, is it like cringing or is it just like uh 
Yeah, so <laughs> every time somebody, uh, there's a, it's a picture, and next time it pops up on my memories on Facebook, I'm gonna tag you in it. Okay. It's, uh, it's a picture of like the first Grip Squad mixtape, and that joint, I think it says like Grip Squad mixtape on there. <laughs> Horrible, dog. Like, <laughs> you talk about pathetic. I'm on that joint screaming. I had this imaginary <laughs> beat for 50 Cent, bro. <laughs> I couldn't stand 50. I couldn't stand Young Buck, man. I was just like mad at the world. It was terrible horrible man and uh there's a few perfect media songs that i go back and listen to and i'm just like man if we would have just mixed this a little bit better if, right. if were, my delivery would have been a little bit better like that joint would have been dope but other than that like i enjoy every piece of music i make like there was a point in time where i was writing verses in like 10 minutes but i was like i knew what i wanted to say like i was never always trying to search for the right words to say right. like, i just let it come naturally like so a lot of that stuff man i can i can definitely just i can let it play but i'll tell you what that Freaking Grip Squad mixtape, what that shit is trash. <laughs> At least for me. Like, I was terrible. My boy D Young was killing that joint, though, man. Speaking of, uh, of mixing and stuff, um, I think you went to the uh, like uh, audio school, right? Yeah, the Conservatory of Recording Arts and Science out there in Arizona. How was, um, like, what made you, what made you do that job? Um, well, well, for one, I was trying to exhaust that GI Bill and I had just got out the army and I was like, oh, I ain't trying to work right now. So I was like, let me use the GI Bill, let them pay you the BH and stuff. Right. But two was the, um, excuse me, it was because I was tired of not being able to get mixes when I wanted them. Okay. So I was like, I got to learn how to mix this joint myself. And I wanted to learn, the, yeah, I wanted to learn the craft a little bit better. And uh, around that time, like I said, I had just dropped that Just Clark album. And I was like, I gotta get the, I need to get the business side of this down too, because I was like, oh, this is the one. This feels like the one. Right. So I was like, let me go ahead and get to school so I can, when it's time to double back, I can just record myself, mix myself, you know, I mean, engineer the whole joint, and then still be able to use the business side that I learned from the school. And so yeah, it was it was a good experience, man. Like it was you. I realized once I got there that I was probably like the least talented dude in that whole school, man. Like cats was in there playing like theremins and. You know, all kind of instruments, bro. Like, it was crazy. Like, everybody was there just to record themselves. Like, they didn't right. want any other aspect of the music part. Like, none of the, the engineering, none of the uh, the broadcast stuff, none of the live sound stuff. Like, it was, everybody was just there to record. Like, it was crazy, man. <clears throat> Did you, now there's an argument between, I be having with some of my friends, and they be like, ah, like, it ain't worth going to school. You can just look at everything on YouTube, and you can learn that way. Like what? What's your what's your thought on that? Um, I mean, I guess in hindsight, I mean, because everybody becomes now, everybody just becomes like a, a a basement engineer. You know what I mean? Like it is easier to to save the money and to just teach yourself. Like we always talk to our generation about needing to open up a book, like smartphones make dumb people and stuff like that. But you can also learn everything on YouTube, but there is something to be said to get that actual game and experience from a, a professional. Somebody that's professional in that, you know what I mean? Somebody can hear the sounds that you don't hear. Like there, there was, uh, I'll give you an example. There was a time man, where we, we were mixing like rock. We were mixing some screamo rock, man. And this cat was saying, I will butcher your soul. Like the same part, man. And it was, I will butcher your soul. Ah. And I'm like, yo, for five hours, we listened to this same line, dude. And he was like, you hear it? Do you hear it? And we're like, nah, man, we don't hear none of that. And he kept doing it, he kept doing it. And then when he was done, he played that back to the original one. I don't know if we had ear fatigue or what, but it was like so much cleaner. It was, it was crazy, man. And 
I just remember that I it taught me that I never wanted to mix screamo uh, rock music, <laughs> <laughs> and like also when you go to like a, a a school for audio like full sail and all that stuff, you learn different stuff. Like you know what I mean? Like I learned uh, sound live sound like venue sound. Uh-huh. We learned how to do foley work and overdubs for like movies and um, we working on like live broadcasting. Uh, we was like creating sounds for video games and stuff like that like there's just right. you tap into a whole bunch of other stuff like that stuff you i don't i mean i guess at some point you could learn it by watching youtube videos but that's 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 something that you got to be taught man you can't just self-teach certs yeah and it sounds like the hands-on like you you have all of the stuff in front of you if you had yeah to yeah yeah and for me i'm terrible i'm terrible digitally like i mixing in the box that joint is terrible like i have to use my hands and move faders even if it's just on a control surface like i gotta right. be able to do it like that or else i'm, I'm just like yeah this is trash <laughs> my my first experience with like mixing was um helping kill mm-hmm. on his uh on his project he, he was working on and like he had this this whole album and like he had like some he had like a rolling it was like an analog um, board, mm-hmm. and you had to like if you needed like new sounds and stuff, you had to take like a, a like a sound card and enter it into the these slots. <laughs> it was like it was super old, but I I had no clue about what was new and what was old. So to me, I was like, oh, this is this shit look cool. Yeah, but he was one of those that like, he got me to like actually like hearing and being patient and stuff because he would record the same verse like a thousand times. Oh wow! Okay. And I'm like, dog, it sounds the same. And he's like, no, nah, I need to record it again. I need to record it again. Yeah. He was one of those perfectionists. And it got me to that point where just like, now I, I'm the same way with like, just mixing stuff. I could sit there for hours and I'm telling people like, yo, hold on, you got to say it like this. Or um, I'm working on the same, like the levels for like forever. Cause he was, cause he was like that. Yeah. Cause that inflection matters, man. Like how, how, that, how, how every syllable sound and all that stuff, man, yeah. that stuff matters, man. It's, it's major. And it's and it's crazy how just uh, uh just a slight change or something that can like change the whole feel of mm-hmm. the whole song. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, I got a question for you. When I remember I sent you a um I think I sent you a song. I was asking you like what you thought about it. And then he's like, yo, let me mix this. Mm-hmm. And you I sent it to you and then you sent it back to me. This shit was amazing. <laughs> like this just sounded it sounded it sounded so much different from like I could even like I had an idea of it like I didn't even like all the stuff you was doing I didn't even had no clue about some of the stuff that you was doing um do you do you remember that was that was it was it one of yours or was it like uh yeah it was one of mine I'm trying to think I remember one of the ones I do remember is the uh uh something about the money like yeah that yeah that that's song, one yeah. Yeah. yeah oh man I, that song when i heard it i was like yo this joint go by this joint could be tough man if it if it gets mixed appropriately and even then man i, I was still hella novice with it and yeah I, yo i want i want to try my hand at this and see if i can use some of these tricks and stuff that we learned in school right. so yeah i definitely remember that song i actually i actually that joint has come across my itunes several times and i always listen to, to i always listen to the intro like the first verse and the hook, and I'm just like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to, I need to get back to doing this, man. When I, when I first played it, the intro is what got me off. Like, got me off. It was just like, yo, just the, just the slight changes in the echo and the, and the whatever you did. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was crazy. 
No doubt, man. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you like engineering more or like being behind the scenes more or or you like being on the mic? Um, no, nah, I still I still prefer to rap, man. Like I think if if I had stuck to it and hadn't taken like the last couple of years off, like as far as like engineering and stuff, uh-huh. maybe I might be there. Like that's the that's 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 the part where you you give like life to the music. But yeah. nah, man, nothing, nothing to me, nothing compares to being able to just be like, all right, let me put these words together and see if I can, in in the coolest and, and simplest way, still say some, some thought provoking, some dope, and somebody be like, oh, dang, he didn't even really say much, but he said a whole lot, you know what I mean? Like, right. I think that to me, the, that that self expression is is unmatched, man. Like, it's unrivaled, bro. Like, you can't to me, you can't beat it when you're an artist. It, it's, it's one of those things where, like, for me, if, like, whatever mood I'm in and I need to, like, figure out how to, like, to deal with my emotions, because I'm horrible yeah. with dealing with my emotions. Yeah. <laughs> the only way I, I could do it is either um, is either sports or writing music or recording. Yeah. That's the only way I can deal with it. When 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 you're writing, like, what what... What approach do you take to writing your music? Is it emotional based or is it like a mood? Is it a, a certain, is it you have topics ahead of time or like how you go approach it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's all mine's mood, man. Like it's all mood for real. Like, um, I, I, cause I know when I first started, man, like I was always just write, like I write, 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 write. And I just, I, I probably pin like 10, 15 verses cause my big homie knows. So it's like, he was like, if you write 10 verses, He's like, you'll probably scrap eight of them, but you'll be able to take lines from every single thing and then you'll have one whole song. I was like, all right. Um, so I, I would never write to a beat, but the more I got into it and I was like, nah, I need this beat because I need that feel. Like um, if there's if there's anything that I'm, I'm definitely dealing with or something like that, like I'll definitely get in a car, turn on something dark. And then I'll just sit in there and freestyle on the way to work, like a whole 45 minute ride. I'm just like, ah, I spitting some darkness. Yeah. You know what I mean? But a lot of times, man, like, yeah, I'm, a lot of times, bro, like what it boils down to is if I got some alcohol in my system, man, like yeah. I'm good then because I'm loose. <laughs> like I can, I don't, I don't care what I got to say. I don't care who, who I have to say it to. And it, yeah. it, it just comes a lot easier. So you ever, yeah, you ever, I guess it is. It's, you ever freestyle? Like a um like while recording or just on a couple bars or whatever. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I uh there's been plenty of times where I, I write like a I write like a fourteen. I'm like, dang, I got two more bars that I gotta put in here. I'm like, mm, that ain't gonna work. Uh and I'll just freestyle that a little bit. Um but a lot of times like I I I, I have to write, like I have to write and it has to be perfect. Like it has to be perfect. Like even if if there's a scent that comes in there and it's like, all right, I gotta make sure this S is strong. You know what I mean? If right. that, that if that kick come in, I gotta make sure my B's and my P's pop like blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't know, I have to I have to write it and it has to be the same way every time. Like if that's what the beat is, if that's the beat that is too, I have to spit it to that beat. And then I'll spend like, I guess what I'm saying is like I I can't I, I sometimes I try not to have to freestyle yeah because I make sure that I write from you know what I mean from zero one to if that if that chorus come in at one thirteen I'm ending at one thirteen point zero 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 because 
if I don't, when I try to wrap it four days later, my joint will be all off. Like <laughs> the whole cadence, and I'll be sitting there for two or three hours trying to find that rhythm. Just like, dang, God, I, had, I, had, I, I had that happen plenty of times. <laughs> yeah. And then I learned, I, I, then I started um, using the, the record app thing on the iPhone. Oh, yeah. And just like recording the, um, like the, the cadence and the melody just so mm -hmm. I can go back to it and remember the reference. That uh, happened to me plenty of times. That's pretty smart, man. I ain't never, I never really thought of doing that. <laughs> I never I thought think, of doing that. I think I seen somebody do it like on YouTube or, <clears throat> or something. I was like, oh, that's, that's genius. So I, then I started doing it because I, oh. I had it on my, um, on my notes. I got mm -hmm. all these verses and shit and, didn't, and yeah. don't remember how none of this shit went. <laughs> yep. Heck yeah. Heck when, yeah. When you, when you were recording your, um, you said you did a, a album. Mm -hmm. Like, how was that, like, that process? And, like, what made you be like, you know what, I'm going to do an album? Uh, with, like, the first one or just yeah. any of them? Or any of them. Um, so I was, I'm going to use the Just Clark one for, for reference. Like, at that point, man, I was, my my life was a little, a little out of whack. So I was okay. like, all right, I got to take this whole deployment and try to reset. And, um, so like, there was a lot of stuff that I just felt like I had to, I had to, I had to write about, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, you might be horrible with dealing with, with your emotions, but there's a way in music that we cope, right? right? So, um, I was like, I got, I had to prove this to myself. Like, if I'm about to make this decision to get out the military and at the time I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I can in these next year or two years. And I had to have a body of work that like, this is what I got. And so like with that joint, man, I didn't write no more songs than the ones that was on there. Like every album, what you get is literally what I recorded. Like it's not 15 songs and I'm pulling 10 of them out of there or 22 songs and I'm pulling the best 10. Like when I record an album, it is these songs that I make. And I may, I may shop, I may shop beats for, for a long time, but like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna record something that I don't plan on using. You know what I mean? Right. And, so I think when it comes to recording, man, it's, uh, especially when it's an album, like that Just Clark joint was like, all right, I don't want to be Grip Age no more. That character, that persona, like started leaking into my personal life. You know what I mean? Like we, we, we were doing a lot of stuff and like I was, I was getting, I was getting a little big headed. So I was like, I don't want to be this character no more. Like I right. just, I just want to, if you're going to appreciate me and after I get off the military, you're going to appreciate me for just being Clark. Like Clark is who I am. And so, yeah. That joint, that's why that joint was so personal. Cause I was like, I want y'all to know who I am right now. So yeah, when I when it comes to making music, man, or dropping albums is there's no titles that I write down that I need to do. There's uh -huh. no topic that I'm like, I gotta write about this. And like only thing I usually be concerned about, man, is like album art. Like album art and making sure that uh the liner notes are legit. Cause I was like, maybe that would be a cold way to sneak a Grammy out of out of the industry and have dope uh, liner notes and album right. man, so that never happened either. <laughs> but I was like, that might've been a cool way to just finesse the system. Like, yeah, I got me a Grammy, but it's off my liner notes or off my album artwork, so it didn't happen, but yeah. So, so you recorded solo albums and group albums. Like what, what is, what's the, the, the process like for, for the differences or like for, for those processes? Um, shoot. I tell you what, with the group stuff, man, I, I, I'm sure you probably had to deal with it a little bit being a part of a collective. That joint, yeah. that's, 
that's tough. That's tough business because you got people that everybody wants to be on every song, and it's like right. like this 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 doesn't work for you. Like this ain't this ain't your your sound. You know what I mean? And so like with the Grip Squad album, I recorded most. I recorded all but like two verses in Afghanistan. Like I was contracting, and I recorded every single verse that I am on that album in Afghanistan. Wow. And I just was like, I got a whole bunch of beats constant. That's a whole bunch of beats, man. I, he probably sent me like 20 something beats. And I was like, all right. So I'm clicking through them, like just writing down verses. And I'm like, all right, these are the ones that I want to send back. So I just sent them back. Like, I think I want to be on like five or six songs, but it's just that the group stuff, man, like that Grip Squad album was tough just because I was the only one that wasn't co-located. Like I was the only one that wasn't in the area. And so okay. my input wasn't as, is is as heavy as it was like when doing the duo thing with uh JP because uh -huh. in there now we just vibing you know what I mean like we 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 be in there he got his monsters and his gummy bears and I got my 40s and a king cobra right. you know what I mean <laughs> ah king cobra <laughs> yeah so like that joint that joint was a whole move you know what I mean it was just a vibe we just we could just vibe uh as far and and it transferred over into the the solo stuff like cuz I knew like those sessions was what I tried to recreate when I was doing my own stuff. Like I always got my King Cobra, I would go get a monster, I'd go get my gummy bears. And I'm just like, yeah, my boy JP right here, he's sitting next to me listening to these joints, I'm gonna just write. Even though he wasn't, I just yeah. felt like he was there. You know what I mean? Right. It's a lot easier. It, to me, it's a lot easier doing the solo thing. Do you, you um? so now you said it's been a while since you like recorded or written anything? Uh, so I, I write often. I definitely write often. Um, I tried to record some once, I think it was like 2018, 2019. Um, I recorded like a couple of verses. No, I take that back. Um, we went to we went to Hawaii last October and oh, snap. yeah, it was for my wife's birthday. And so I had the opportunity to go back and get in the studio with Jim Hurdle, man. And this Joker, man, he's got like nine verses he's sitting on. And he was like, yo, we're going to do this album. We're going to put this album together. I'm like, bet, like, type, it, type me up. You know what I'm saying? So right. I laid down, I think I laid down like six or seven, seven, six or seven verses to these tracks, man. And I've been sitting around waiting, like, yo, when is he going to give me these joints back? Like, what are we doing with these? What are we doing with these? Because I was excited, man. Like, I was like, oh, I finally got, I finally got the energy. Right. Back, like, Clark's, Clark can do this. I can, I remember how to rap, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, <laughs> And then he's like, no, I'm about to drop this album. I'm like, well, I better have at least four or five features on that joint because you're sitting on these joints. Right. So when I, was, I gave him a shout out on his birthday, he was like, yeah, he's like, you gave people a sneak peek. I was like, bet, at least you use one of them. So really, man, I think what happened was this football shit kind of had the music take a backseat because I wanted to, like when I came back to Virginia, I was like, I had to prove something to myself. I wanted to prove to myself that I still could compete yeah still could play ball like even at 34 when we moved back i was 34 so even at 34 i was just like no nah, i gotta do this and then that kind of snowballed into a, a spring season and then a fall season and then that went i was like okay i was i was solid last season i can be better this year so like focus was like let me let me let me just strictly focus on football and so then last year i was like all right i'm, I'm gonna be so nice so spring came around i was that was good and then the fall came through again and I was like, man, I got to get this joint up. And so um, this year, I was like, all right, I'm going to get back in the recording, get back in the recording. 
Then I got kind of talked into coaching. And I was like, dang. So, you know, I immediately took the back seat again. Yeah. Now the free time that I do have, I'm on the road driving from my house to Virginia Beach, Norfolk, and that's 140 miles one way. Jeez. Just turn back around and do it again. So like that was killing the free time. And then I was trying to make sure the weekends were good. But then Saturdays are football games. So yeah. After after this season's up, man, I'm back. I'm back in business. I got a whole studio sitting right across uh, the hallway from this office I'm sitting in right now. That I just like. I got to build up, and I'm about. To, that's about to be my space again, man. Like I, wait wait. I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. It's it's crazy because when I um so when I first when I first got out, my um my wife she's from she's from uh, Boston. Mm-hmm. So we go to Boston. I'm I'm originally from Kentucky, but. My um, my father was in the military. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we were stationed in Kentucky, but that's where I just lived the longest. So I just claimed Kentucky. Yeah. But my dad's from Maryland, and my mom's from Jersey. Okay. But um, so we go to we go to Boston because she wasn't trying to go to Kentucky, and um, her brother, um, played semi-pro football there. Okay. And then, from conversations with with him, you know, saying he knew that I played. So he was like, yo, you going like you, you trying to play with us? And I haven't played since well, in the Marines we have a uh we have a tackle. Yeah, yeah. I was always jealous of that joint too, man. <laughs> yo, it's it's crazy because it's it's only eight men. Mm-hmm. But it's still, you know, that feeling of, you know, putting pads on and all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, so when I left there, I'm like, yo, I'm never gonna be able to play, <clears throat> put on pads again, and all that other stuff. And then when he hit me up, he's like, yo, we're gonna you gonna play? I'm like, yeah, I'm playing. So we moved from Hawaii to to Boston. Like that night, I got off the plane. I was starting <laughs> on at uh, at corner. Oh wow! Yeah, and I got lit up. Really? And I was, but I was always in position. I just got lit up though. Yeah. But um, <laughs> jump balls. It was dunking on you or what? It was uh, it was football. So he he was he was. He had, you know that, you play secondary, right? Mm-hmm. That goddamn Z route shit. I hate that shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I like he got me twice on that on the um, on the goal line. Mm-hmm. And then their quarterback was like legit, so he like he would put it like somewhere where I could not even get my hand on it. So right there at the pylon, damn near. Yeah, it was just those two things he got on me, but everything else I was cool. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I I go through all that to say that um. I had met somebody on the team who who was doing music and stuff. Okay. And then that's how I got into doing music when I was in Boston. Cause I was trying to figure out like how I'm a, I left Hawaii. I'm in Boston. Like I don't know the scene. Yeah. And then ever since then, it's just like I just try to every day like I was recording. So now that's like my habit now. It's like every day I try to record something. Oh, really? Yeah. Like every day I try to record. So that's why I got so many fucking songs with just hooks on it. <laughs> but um so now you now you now you trying to now you trying to balance sports and and music. So now you about to be back on the music thing. Like how hard you think you you gonna go with it? Oh, I'm all in for real. Like, cause cause now I can take all that money and time that I was putting into football. Yeah, and I can put it towards this music and like buying beats and everything. But hold on, let me double back. Is that when you messed your knee up, man? You tore your uh, your ACL or something like that? Yeah, that was in that was in Boston. Yep, I t- I tore my ACL twice. Oh, the first time. Was in the in, I was in the Marines mm-hmm. and playing the football. And then what happened was I had broke for like this run. And then my teammate was trying to help me push me into the end zone. 
Mm-hmm. So when he pushed me, he pushed my sh- like one side of my shoulder, and my body turned, and my knee stayed in place. Ooh. So I I felt it pop, but I didn't. I never had like an ACL tear, so I didn't even think about ACL. I finished the whole game. That was like a halftime. I finished the whole game on a tour on a torn ACL. Oh wow! And then going to Boston, I'm playing. I think I was playing like outside linebacker, and I was going to go hit somebody, but he already my teammate already hit him, so I was jumping over him to avoid him mm-hmm. and landed wrong. Yeah. Not both of those. What what irked me the most about both of those? It was it was really no no contact. Yeah. No contact. Just landed wrong. <laughs> Whenever I see somebody I already got somebody wrapped up, if I ain't coming in like a missile, yeah, I, I'm. I don't care how I fall, like it's hands, shoulders, or something. That is like one of my worst fears is to lose my ACL or uh, MCL or Achilles, bro. Like I be, I'm so cautious with my knees, man. And my so it's, I just see how people like. It just looks gruesome, man. Like it looks like it's one of the worst, worst pains ever, man. For for me, like the only thing that I felt. Right away is just um, like I, I felt the pop, and then the ride home from the field is like ten minutes, and it mm-hmm. swelled up like like that. Man. But after the swelling goes down, like you really can't really tell, but it does like give out a lot. Mm-hmm. So, because the doctor was like, "Your knees, because of like the muscle in my knees and stuff, and my legs, he's like, and you're young, he was like, you don't really have to do the surgery, but." You're really not gonna be able to like, you know, saying do the movements that you do. I was like, yeah, of course, I'm doing the surgery. And then that whole process of like the rehab, that shit is that that, that shit is ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's that that's the I chance it every time I'm out there, man. But I'm like, yo, I pray for every game. Like, please just walk away from this joint unscathed. And and I know we get off the music a little bit, but now I'm playing like inside linebacker, bro. And I don't know if you got like we've we've seen each other, man. But this was this is oh seven, you know what I mean? Like yeah. back then I was like five nine, maybe a buck seventy five. Like even still, I am two somewhere between like two oh five, two twelve on any given day. And I'm playing inside linebacker now. You talking about getting beat down, man? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that joint is so painful, bro. Like. It's hard to get out of bed every Sunday morning, man. It's just like, uh, why am I still doing this? I know when, when in high school, in high school, like my whole playing career, I was one of those that I played everywhere because mm-hmm. I was just fast. And then I was kind of because I'm five nine too. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in the when I was in the Marines, I was like one seventy five. Yeah. But now on average, I'm probably like between like two twenty and two thirty. Oh wow. Yeah, and I think I I think I, I hold it well though. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I w- so when when I was playing, I played in Boston. When I was playing, I was either like a defensive end, I played mm-hmm. linebacker, I played safety, I played corner, I played nose tackle. It was just like whatever they need me at. That's yeah. Because sometimes you know people don't have this to. They don't. It's just all about just being smart about it. Mm-hmm. And you just outthink people. Yeah. That's usually what I was doing. I played on the line because I couldn't. I was never the strongest person. Yeah. But yeah, that definitely. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Now I was gonna say that definitely is really what it is because at high school I was a quarterback. I was receiver in college, and then I slowly like every every step I've lost. Like I've gone from like a safety uh, to like a four or five. So I went from like the nickel guy to the outside linebacker. And now I'm just like inside because it's one of the things where it's like you can't you can't give up 
the knowledge, you know what I mean? And I'm, yeah. I'm one of the best that I'm not afraid to get in the mix. Like everybody's like, oh, you getting trucked, blah, blah, Like, yeah, but I made the tackles though. You know what right. I'm saying? Everybody always worried about getting embarrassed. It's like, nah, man, like we still playing football. Right, it happens to everybody. <laughs> yeah, and, and to me it's, I, ooh, 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 or whatever, but it's like, yeah, it's still third down though. Like, you know what I mean? You, you, you only got two yards, now it's third and nine or it's third and eight. Like, what are we, what are we talking about right now? You know what I mean? I roll over and get back up. I made a stop. Man. But anyway, yeah, let's get back to the music. My bad, man. No, nah, nah, it's, it's all good. I'm going um, to just ask you a couple more questions. I'm going to let you go because I know I know it's Sunday and it's early in the, in the football game. Oh, yeah, yeah. your game's probably about to be on, huh? So I'm going to just ask you a couple questions and then we, we can get out of here. Um, so as far as your – I ask everybody this. Who's, who's, your, who's your top three? And it don't, it don't have to be specifically hip hop. It could be any genre, or just like musically. Like who's your like who's your top three? Prince, Jay Z, Erykah Badu. Damn. Yeah. Like I gotta. Um, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I see it. I say this every time, and I always get killed for it. I, personally, I just think Jay Z's is overrated a little bit. Yeah. What What about it? I just can't relate. Like, I like I tr- I listen to it. Like, I don't deny like that he's like a phenomenal rapper, and he just like makes all this incredible music. But for some reason, I, it just doesn't connect with me in that way. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Cause my best friend, he like he's a big Jay Z fan. Okay. And that's yeah. All we listen to is Jay Z. But I I never could get into it. Well, I've been I've been I've been listening to Jay Z for a very very long time and it and yes there are more talented lyricists now because there's yeah. some young young boys that can actually go but it's just something about it man like even with all his billionaire talk and all that stuff man like it to me it's it's more motivation like I use that as inspiration like all right yeah he he is the epitome of what everybody doing this should be chasing him puffy uh you know I mean cats that have had that I wouldn't even say I would probably put Puffy in my top five, not just because he's he rap because he's terrible yeah. at me, but like just being a creative influence on the culture is and stuff like that. Like it's for me, it's not just about Jay-Z's music, you know what I mean? Like his business, okay. like all all the endeavors that he's in, and then we add the music to that, you know what I mean? Like because right. at some point Jay-Z went from uh a hundred percent about music to to the business side, and that's when I started being like, okay, I still got to respect the business point of this. And then whenever he drops a feature, it's like, yeah, I got. I, I skip through a whole song just to hear Jay Z first, first, and then I go back and play the rest of the song, man. Okay, so let me. Okay, let me ask you about this song that the feature he just did with Pharrell. You like that song? No, it's a terrible song. Okay, I was about to but, say, but it's what it. <laughs> I think it's just a terrible song. Like it's it's poorly put together. Like I get yeah. the message, but it it seemed like it was forced. Like I don't know. It's just it's a it's a terrible song. Yeah, because when I terrible. when I was because when I seen it, you know, I, we listen to music all the time. So mm-hmm. when something new comes out, I'm like, okay, let me check it out. So I'm like, I try to I had I just forced myself just to listen to it all the way through. You know, right? Sometimes <laughs> you're so used to hearing other stuff, you were just like, okay, maybe just not. Let me just come back to it. And I came back to it. I was like, nah, it's still ain't it. It's still bad. Like it's still bad, and I feel bad saying. <laughs> so and then Erica Badu, you said like, what's like, what is it about her? 
her her composition, man, like the way she the way she puts songs together. Like I was just telling my wife maybe like a month ago, I was like, if there was a male that could that that took her style of singing, uh, not like D'Angelo or Sir, but like somebody that just did like the the riffs that she did, her harmonies. Like if somebody was as creative as she is, just like as a dude, like. He'd probably be so cold, man. Whoever this cat is, whoever's out there, if everybody get wind of this, like, if I could do it, if I could sing a little bit, I would sing like that, like, <laughs> like for real. Like, it's her. She's just she's so creative, man, and, and her mind. Like, I feel like she has a she has a her her mind is somewhere else, man. Like, it's it's, it's dope. I don't know. I just I enjoy everything that she does, man. I'm a big Erica fan. I'm a, I'm a big Erica fan too. One of her dopest projects to me is the um that mixtape she did. I think it was like the Tell. Oh, don't call my phone. Yeah, that joint. Yeah, was, yo, I, I, that joint is hard to be. Right, we would we would play that album. Right, it's it's like twelve of us dudes out there playing street ball, and we got Erica Badu playing on the deck on JBL loudspeaker, like <laughs> in the middle of a basketball game. It's crazy how, first of all, how how things change as you get older, <laughs> and and how like certain songs like with me driving mm-hmm. long distances i drive all the time so i have to uh of course i'm listening to music but like i have to listen to r&b i can't i can't do the i can't listen to hip-hop on a nine-hour drive right so i'm listening to r&b no i get it i tell my son the same thing like that it, music really does affect your mood man and it, 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 the vibes and the energies that it gives you it'll 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 screw you up if you listen to the wrong stuff, but if you right. listen to the right stuff, uh, it'll take care of you, bro. That shit, that shit is like medicine, man. Food for the soul. And then, like, who, who, who's some of the, um, I'm gonna say, top three you listen to right now? Um, man, I'm so all over the place right now. Hold on, you mind if I check my phone real quick? Go ahead. Let me see. It's uh, let's see what I got going on right now. I'll say for me, while you look at Davies. Okay. Yeah. Um, the dream. Okay. And um, probably um, dang, who? And crit. Okay, definitely crit. It's hella Dom Kennedy still. Um, okay. And then, like lately, I've been listening to a lot of um, what's the what's ah? So I'm trying to look. Like, I still follow TDE heavy, so like yeah. Reason, Sir. Okay, he just dropped a joint. Yeah, he and that joint. I played that joint like seven or eight times yesterday. I haven't, I haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, it's solid. It's solid. Okay. So yeah, I would say the and Isaiah Rashad. Like I'm, I'm huge on Isaiah Rashad. I'm huge on Crit and, and definitely, definitely Dom Kennedy. Like Isaiah, I said, he's from Tennessee, right? Yeah, he's from okay. uh, Chattanooga. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm a, um so yeah I'm a I'm gonna let you get back to you know saying the rest of your day and shit I appreciate you for you know saying having this conversation with me yeah heck yeah it's it's, it's a pleasure man for real to have me up here and uh, oh I, I'm excited to see where you about to take this hopefully whatever you whatever your plan is with this man I hope everything comes to fruition and, and you see it all the way through like don't give up just keep keep doing what you do bro. I appreciate it. And then congratulations on the on the new spot. I know you got the new crib and everything. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> got a little McMansion going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. I'm proud of it, man. Like me and my wife, before I let you go, me and my wife made a deal. Um, this was like March. And she was like, You can play football, 
for two games if you get this crib by June 1st. And I don't think she knew at the time that I was looking for houses. And I was like, oh, word? And she was like, yep. And I, I think she was just saying it in jest. So right. I was like, deal. Stuck my hand out. She shook that joint. I, I wound up going to get like pre-approved by like April. By the end of April, I had already had the crib, like the one that I wanted to check out first. I just needed to make sure that this was the one because like whenever I buy stuff, I do a whole bunch of research. Yeah. And I was like, I just need to see this one first because this is the one that I think she'll like. And uh, yeah, so I wound up pulling it off and got it done by like June 10th. And she was like, ah. so that's how I'm playing football right now. Wow, that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that COVID kind of messed that season up. So I kind of parlayed it into a whole season because I was like, yeah, I got you the house and some. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. At least, at least she honored it and, and, and didn't back out on you. No, nah, she she held me down, and I appreciate that. She's staring here, looking at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yup, yeah." She 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 don't like it because I'm out here getting beat up, but she held she held her end of the bargain up because I did. For some reason, I always don't really like that. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun to us, though. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Got to stay young, man. So um, again, I appreciate you coming on, Doug. And then um, I make sure that um, I tag you whenever this drop. Okay, but yeah, my man Eddie came. Well, I appreciate you, bro. <laughs> All <laughs> right, man. You have a good day, bro. All right, you too. Take care. You too. Bro.